0: welcome to the student of the game fire podcast with your host Danny B for this episode I switched gears a bit and changed the format for my interview with Devin Craig Devin was on Nick Pepperd and Sean Duffy's Make Do Suburban Fireman podcast, with Nick hitting a lot of the same questions that I would ask. I didn't want to put Devin through the same paces, and so we hit on a few hot topics within the fire service instead. I hope you all enjoy. Today's guest is Devin Craig, 23 years of career in volunteer fire experience, a ladder slash tanker captain within the Houston area, Georgia smoke diver, and one of the founding members of Train or Die out of Texas. Devin loves anything fire-related, believes in physical fitness for the job no matter the rank, and loves to train. And if he could have it his way, he would burn every recliner found within all firehouses. With that, I present Mr. Devin Craig. Uh,
1: My name is Devin Craig, and I work for a fire department in the Houston area. Uh, And I started in the fire service by telling my my dad I would never do it, and then I did it as fast as I could. All right, and that was that. That feels like yesterday, and that was that was twenty, twenty plus years ago. So,
0: okay, and um, so are you like a second generation
1: firefighter? I am. I am. My father retired uh this year, so oh. he did he did twenty five years uh paid. He did uh thirty four total. So.
0: Okay okay in uh same department in area? Uh,
1: same area so he's he was next door to me uh, which was cool I got to make some fires with him uh, and then uh and then he promoted up to be a deputy chief of training and he retired out of that okay all right so he retired you were, young he, yeah he retired at 59 so
0: okay and you were able to actually run actual fires and incidences with him
1: I did I did I made some stuff uh he was a, a volunteer chief. And I was in that same department. Um, I made a few things with him there. Um, my father quit a very good full-time job as a service manager at a car dealership uh, to become a full-time fireman. Um, so on the side, he became a dispatcher. My mother uh, was the ER nurse. Um, so I tell that story because one day when I was a volunteer fireman in high school, my father took the phone call, dispatched the call. I made the, the car wreck treated the patient and the patient went to the hospital and my mom treated it wow it it only ever happened once but all three of us had an interaction with those people and we're and at the time we were in a county of about a half a million um now we're about a million people in this county so even the the chances of those things lining up was not very yeah certain but yeah yeah it was a cool dinner conversation at home i'll tell you that
0: yeah, that's like fate. Yeah, one yeah. in a million chance of your your father receiving the call, dispatching the call, you responding to the call, and then they're going to the same hospital where your mother's at.
1: Yep. yeah
0: hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely one of those I've never heard before, but I'm sure could, could definitely make lovely kitchen table talk. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, for those that don't know you, which most of us who listen to this will know who you are, how did the concept of train or die happen?
1: So myself and some other guys uh, taught at a fire academy in Texas, the, the biggest fire academy in Texas, which is teach. Um, we taught there. We enjoyed teaching there. And uh, we, we saw that we wanted to be able to teach stuff that we were learning there uh, and, and things that we'd learned outside of that. And we didn't have time to do it. And then when COVID happened, Um, three of the four of us lost our, our side job there, um, due to the restrictions that it was put on by being a college champion. So, uh, we got a little bored and, uh, a guy had contacted me to come help with the class. Um, and I went and helped and I went to a class about three hours away. Uh, and when I got there, there were two guys in charge of the class and, uh, they had been in seven and eight years great dudes, fantastic dudes. Uh, and they said, how long have you been in? And at that time I'd been in, uh, 18 or 19. And it was, it was an awakening of, Hey, uh, I've been in a little bit. Yeah. I still feel like a 19, 20 year old kid. So, uh, and then when we started teaching stuff, the stuff that I could, I could translate and could get out and from being used to so many, um, students that we saw, uh, I got it out pretty good. And I, and I was, fairly decent at it to a group of people that were not basic cadets. Uh, And I called my buddy and said, Hey man, this was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think that we have some stuff that we could teach people that would translate very well. And I think that the, the 1200 fire academy students that we have seen has prepared us for this. So he said, sure, let's do it. Uh, And it went on from there. Um, And then we picked out two other guys that we knew that were the same way. Um, So, Myself, Matt Wallace, Mickey Jordan, and, uh, and James Stewart are all very humble people who really want the fire service to get better. Um, and, and those three guys are excellent teachers, and I am more of a facilitator. Uh, the, the four of us are these guys that we're, we go to a class and uh, we try to sit in the middle uh, and not stand out and not overpower anything and not push on, hey, I got 20 years, I know this, and try to learn. And we found that there was a ton of stuff that we knew that we we wanted to get out to people. Uh, one of the first places we ended up going was in Oklahoma. And we were there to teach 15 people to do a VES class. And when we got there, there were six. And this was a rural fire department wanting to learn more. And we, we did that class and immediately realized that all the things that we had learned being municipal firemen and being guys with, five or six apparatus really translated down well when we went back to basics with it. Um, and we started on with that. The name was kind of a joke. Uh, it was on accident a little bit, uh, but it worked out. Um, and it's it's quite complicated that a name that sounds very aggressive is really not us. Uh, we're extremely laid back, extremely low key with things um, and wanna just have fun. And we found that while we all did PT, and we were all had a little bit of drill sergeant in us uh, at the fire Academy. We liked it better when we didn't do that. So we're the guys that uh, we would eat lunch with the students. We would hang out before and afterward. We would pull people to the side and make sure they saw what was going on in the student ride. Uh, and we found that when we teach adults and teach, you know, the, the five, 10, 20 year guys, that same thing works great. Um, and it's been really good. Um, and we had a little tiny plan to, you uh, to teach a couple classes, um, that turned into we've probably done about ten classes now in three years, um, and the same thing too. We had a tiny plan to get a couple t-shirts made uh, for us to wear, and that turned into selling a couple t-shirts. And then next thing you know, uh, we had a hat made. And actually, we we didn't. The very first hat we ever got was made for us. Um, a very yeah. good guy by the name of Eddie Steele out of uh, the Fools Group in North Texas, uh, sent me a hat, um, with our logo on it. And I was amazed. He had two made, one for him, one for me. And that was our very first hat. Um, and then that progressed to having the ones we have now. And now I can't keep them. Um, I I got a new order in last week and they're all gone. Um, and that's that's us. Uh, I can tell you we're not business people. We had no business plan. And that's worked out about as well as you expect to have no business plan. Uh, but, but teaching's been great. And we've been able to go to a lot of places. We translated that two to two lectures as well. Um, Wallace does one and I do the other. And it's it's based on the stuff that we experienced as 20year guys who are 15 year officers so you find out that everybody has the same problems uh, it's just different people so my bill might be your mic and how do you get Mike engaged well I got bill engaged by doing this and this worked and and we did that and that's been the company um there's a lot of stuff that we write on Facebook um, and an Instagram that is is thoughts that come to us that are or we feel would help everybody else to Maybe if they're going through the same stuff we're going through, whether it be mental stuff or a bad day at work or a good day at work or what that looks like. And, and we've done that. And that's, that's progressed way further than we want expected it to. Um, The very first thing we'd ever done, we started a Facebook group. uh, And we did it for the four of us because the four of us wanted to go to training classes, but we couldn't catch them. We couldn't find them as fast as we were seeing them. And you know how the algorithm works. So uh, we started a Facebook group roughly Two and a half years ago and it's got twenty-eight thousand people in it. And it's 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 been nuts, honestly. <laughs> so that's the short version, I guess, of the of the company. Um, if you were to look at our website, you see there's bios on us and you would get a good grip of us. Uh we we laugh about ourselves very well. So uh, we're not the guys that are gonna tell you, hey, I got a three-ring binder full of certs and uh, I've made thousands of buyers. No, nah, man, I'm I'm a regular dude uh who's done some cool stuff. So
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well stated. Well said. Um the uh so with that being said, the department that you work for being talking to other Texans that I've interviewed, a lot of them are having to do, or let me rephrase this, a lot of their area is they have a couple stations, but the square miles are vast. So are you having to do more with less pretty much?
1: So my, my square miles is 233 um, with five stations and about 60,000 people. But a good portion of our 233 is, is, is a national force. Um, so it, it limits a lot of that. We have some, some pocket neighborhoods in that. Um, when I started at my department in 2003, there were three guys at night and seven during the day uh, out of three buildings. Um, now there's 27 of us 24 hours a day. Um, so we, like everybody else in Texas, were doing more with less a decade ago. And then with the rise in tax base and the changing in some of the tax laws, uh, we, we immediately got a lot better off. Um, the current problem in Texas is there's not enough firemen. So little, my department's going to hire again this year. We hire once or twice every year, four or five guys. Uh, and then in my county alone with the 12 fire departments, they're going to hire over 100 people. Um, and everybody pays well. Everybody has a good retirement. Everybody's making good runs. So we're doing more with less in the aspect of when we go to do a test in a couple of weeks, we might get six, seven people. And we'll probably hire two or three. Uh 10 years ago, we got a hundred people mm-hmm. and we would hire two or three. So uh the staffing's got better. The pay's got better. Uh it, It's really been really, really good. Um, Texas has been a very good place to be a fireman. Um, and it, it's caught up a lot. Texas... Uh, tax laws have changed. Um, 20 years ago, we got one cent uh, for every $100 on your property tax. Uh, 10 years ago, we changed it to 10 cents. Everybody got a 10 10 cent raise on that. And then they changed the sales tax laws. Most of Texas is unincorporated, um, not being in a city. And the state sales tax rate is 6.25. The max it can be is 8.25. So they decided that if you did a vote and the citizens agreed to it, that extra 2% could go to the fire department. So everybody that could do it voted on it. Um, and some fire departments in my own county doubled and almost tripled their income overnight. So where we would have this huge space that was all unincorporated with you know uh, big box stores and all these things that just weren't in a city, well, suddenly now we were getting that extra sales tax off of that. Um, it was able to supplement us and get guys paid right and get guys going right. So, uh, yeah, but everybody in my county, in Montgomery County did that. Harris County did that. And it's, it's been great. Um, and it's, it's been really nice to be able to to pay guys uh, competitively and be able to have some money for apparatus and trucks and whatnot. So,
0: yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's definitely, yeah, uh, I, I would say kind of unheard of really.
1: Yes, yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. And what, and the state's been good to firemen um, in the state of Texas, you can, if you're a paid fireman, uh, you can go to college almost for free. Um, wow. So there's a, a college waiver where you you get a waiver from your, you get a firepower that says, I work there. And then you apply to the college and depending on what college it is, some of them, the local community college, to me, it's free classes. The Some other ones are book fees, some are half off, but it's a good discount. So it's not well taken advantage of, but it's another good program for the yeah. guys. Yeah, um, The volunteer guys, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff uh there's a uh a Texas bill that allows them to buy equipment and go to training as well for free um so yeah um it's just one other reason to live here there's there's not a lot of reasons not to live here so but, you're,
0: you're you're making it interesting that's, <laughs> that's for sure
1: <laughs> I've been all across the country man, and uh there's very few places i wouldn't I would move to other than being here
0: so okay all right no that's that's not that's really awesome that is really good the education wise incentive wise I mean because we all know we, we didn't get into the fire service for money most of us but it 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 does help especially na- times or times now that you know a department pays pretty well for, for you know for a fire
1: department job yeah my wife and I were joking yesterday it's getting to where eating out is cheaper than buying food
0: In yeah the grocery store You're so, right. I mean
1: yeah so and and None of us came into it be, to become, to make any money really at all. But at the same time, we're, we're all gone from our families. So mm-hmm. to to be gone from your family and then not be able to pay for things makes it really, really rough. So they're trying to keep up.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, So I told you before we started the word standards. Train or die, obviously, and the whole mantra mindset behind it is to perform above the minimum standards which i actually hate that word minimum standards because i I feel like the fire department uses that as a crutch and keeps people on that shouldn't so in your opinion what do what does the word standard mean for you
1: i'm with you on the minimum i don't i don't think we should use the word minimum whatsoever i think we should just have a standard um, if we have a minimum, then we know there are one step away from failing. And my question is, if we if we get that concept down and understand the concept that we're just going to have a standard, why can't we make that as high as we want it to be and it be very high? Uh, my wife works at NASA. There's no fat astronauts. Okay, there's a reason. That's the standard. So we we have let it be to where, in somewhat of a good old boy system of, hey, we don't want to fire the guy because he's overweight. Well, wait a minute, why is he overweight? He's overweight because we allowed him to be. Um, and and at the same time, you know, guys get broken and get injured. Well, we, we could make a way to where they could, one, we could support them with uh, with uh, yearly health checks and with physical equipment and with personal trainers and with food plans and whatnot and support them that way and go, look, This is, this is how we're going to do this. You're going to be able to have to do these things. Um, anybody in any rural setting probably has a thousand feet of hose on their truck and their their pumpers are going to lay a thousand feet of hose can you walk with all your bunker gear on your air pack your tools a thousand feet at three o'clock in the state of texas where it's 105 degrees and be able to do work that that sounds extreme but you're going to have to do that Um, and in the fire service we allow these guys to hide we allow them to sit in fire stations that are 65 degrees and sit in the recliner because they're not on probation and, 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 Hey, it's, it's hot outside. So don't go outside and, and these things. And I'm sure the guys in the in the North, I would expect have the same problem when it's cold. Hey, it's cold. Don't go out there. Well, wait a minute. I mean, you're going to have to pull a hose into snow somehow. So um, which is why I don't live there. Cause that looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, so, and it's, it's funny because standards, good standards don't have to be enforced. If we, make this the normal the normal is we're going to work out every day the normal is we're going to be outside the normal is we're going to do these jobs then that's what it is so i came from a fire department or my fire department now when you wash and dry a fire truck you dry it with a chamois and a towel and you wash it with a wash mitt nice they, touches, they scratch it we don't just use a chamois because it's going to leave water spots we do, when we this is how we do this this is the standard we have set and if it's not clean we're going to wash it again so you only have to do that once a decade. Barry realizes this is the standard we're at. So the same thing. So I work in a fire station that was built um, before we got big. So it has a very small weight room. I have nine guys. We rotate through the weight room and everybody's going to work out and we're going to eat good and we're going to eat healthy and, and we're going to have a good day. And the standard becomes caring for each other. So in this small building that we have with so many people, we have a washer and dryer that's old, that's beat up. So these guys are so good now, the running joke of, did you fold the guy's clothes? We're past that. We're throwing the guy's clothes in a washer for them. That's where it's at. If you put mm-hmm. your clothes on the right side of the washer, they're going in there, they're going in the dryer, they're coming out and somebody else is going to fold them for you just because. Because they know that you would do that for them. Um, And and that's that's become ours. Our standard is you're going to help everybody. Um, because you're in a position to help everybody. You're going to take care of each other, and we're not going to have any crap. Um, and uh, it's it's one of the best things to see, to see guys have a brand-new kid walk in and look at this 18-year-old kid who is has no life experience, no idea what's going on with anything, and he walks into a station with nine guys who all deal with each other really, really well and know each other really, really well, and all just all, they have everything laid out and not berate that kid and watch one of these guys, know that, hey, I'm the youngest of the nine of us. I'm going to take him to the side, and I'm going to help him. And I'm going to hang out with him all day long. And if anything he has problems with, he's going to come to me, and we're going to work it out, and we're going to be friends, and it's going to be a great deal. And he's going to know that the captain and the lieutenant are going to talk to him. They're going to have a decent relationship. The battalion chief going to say hi when he has a chance, but nobody's going to be just smoking this dude all day. First thing he's going to do is put his gear on, if he can't get that right, we're going to help him figure it out. And then he's going to notice, too, that when he goes and catches a plug or pulls a line, somebody's in bunker gear with him. Somebody's suffering with him, and that's that's team, that's together. You're not going to see the the seven or eight of us standing outside in a polo shirt and pants with a guy in bunker gear yelling at him. We don't do that crap. We don't. We don't. We're not going to make this poor kid who probably has never made a meal in his life at this point say, hey, look, you're going to cook today. For nine grown men, good luck. There's not a chance. You know we're going to take that kid to the side and say, "Hey, let's do it. We're going to work this out. Here's here's how you mop. Here's how you here's how you do this. Here's where the fire truck is. We're going to call this one an engine, a pumper. The truck, even though it doesn't say that on it, these are the things we understand and get through that. Um, and that's become our standard. Uh, and we do the same thing when we teach classes. We we go places and go, "Hey, look, you tell me how y'all do it. We're going to do it that way, and we're going to work it out." So. Y'all ride with one guy, two guys, 10 guys. I don't care. We'll, we'll do that. Um, and it, I think I think in the last five or six years, you progress progressed to see that standard kind of go everywhere now, where before we were all these little pocketed fire departments and and then the fools group started and these things started. And next thing you know, we got to where, hey, look, my standard is probably the same as John Sparrow's. It's probably the same as as Nick Pepper's, as everybody else. Take care of each other, do your job, and do the best for the people. So. You got me in a couple of rants already, man. Yeah. damn! damn.
0: I tell you, <laughs> I I call it anytime someone's just on it. I call it preaching. And uh, God, it was so. He, here's and this might be a difficult question, difficult question to answer. And if you can't, that's fine. But what could someone do to get their crew at least because you know every 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 fireman that really that cares about this job they always want to change the department but you need to start small so what would you say to someone who is having these issues that they can start within their four walls of their own firehouse to get that standard
1: i would start with yourself and that that sounds easy but let's start with yourself so what do i want to be what do i how do i want to feel how do i want to be what do i want to be able to do If I want to be able to throw a 35 foot ladder by myself, what's it going to take for me to do that? And that's that's always people always see throw a 24, 35 by yourself. They don't understand that 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 takes deadlifting and squats and and eating right to be able to do that. And then as you slowly do that, look around who you have. So I have two guys that do bodybuilding competitions. They eat really good. I have a guy that was uh, a Marine um, in Iraq and Afghanistan. He can carry a lot of weight. So I go to those guys and go, Hey guys, I want to be able to get a little stronger. What can, can you help me with this? Now I'm engaging someone else. I'm getting better. They're able to teach me something they're passionate about and they're doing stuff too. And then go, Hey, uh, this other guy I have who has, is just a strong dude. Can you show me how you throw that ladder? And then, so if we start with ourselves and progress to one person and slowly start getting these people engaged and doing things and the, the, the example I typically use is I want to get better at donning my gear. I'm going to go do it in the bay by myself. I'll do it in the bay by myself three or four times, three or four days. Who knows? Someone will see me um, and someone will ask, what are you doing? And that's a that's that's an engagement. I am trying to make myself better. Will you time me? Now that guy's engaging me. He's timing me. Firemen are social people. The next guy is going to come out. Hey, what are y'all doing? Why is he putting his gear on in the afternoon in the heat? He wants to get better. Okay. Hey. Can you tell me what I'm doing wrong since you're already telling me these things? And now I got three guys and any fire station you ever go into. And this is a good one to watch through life. Very rarely do you ever see one guy by himself. We don't want to do that. We don't typically act that way. We, we sit in the recliners of the couches and watch a movie together. We hang out together. We watch the baseball game together. We sit at the kitchen table together. We cook together. We're social people. So if we take that social ability and put it into the training, next thing you know, we're making it better. And, if you try to, to eat the elephant of making your department better, one big bite, it ain't going to happen. You're going to choke, you're going to get pissed off, your life's going to suck, and you're going to be dwelling on it. If you say, I want to get myself better, and I want to get the new guy better, okay, cool. Hey, new guy, let's get better together. Hey, old guy, can you do some stuff with me and and make these these interactions better? I learned the hard way. You can't make people do things they don't want to do. You can't mm-hmm. you can't tell them do this because I said so. That never mm-hmm. works. You can't say we're gonna do this because this is the standard. No man, let's just go out and start doing stuff together. And and anybody that doesn't want to work out, we also figured out that you can train all day. You don't have to work out. And mm-hmm. and pulling hose is a workout. Right. Uh, boating hose is a workout. These are things you know. And and trying to to find what people like and are interested in and want to do, you'll find that in those guys. So. Somebody you have is the best cook. He's the best hose loader. He's the best pump guy. Ask that guy, hey, man, what? what, can you teach me and get better? And at the same time, the hard thing for the new guys is going to be to not be a royal pain in the ass. Because we've all had those kids, too. Um, My favorite one was I had a guy in the fire academy that wouldn't stop asking questions, so we made him write them down. And he would have to write down questions, and when he got to a certain number, he would come ask us. But we noticed, too, that when he would write down 10 questions, by the time the class was done, he would already have nine of his answers. So the same thing. Hey, look, you—if you want to learn and do stuff, understand there's times to bug guys, there's times to not bug guys, you know, and and look at it from from their perspective. If, if you have a guy that's 38, 40 years old with seven kids at home, that guy probably wants to go to bed early. That guy probably wants his own time alone. So let that guy have that, and ask that guy, "Hey man, what time do you want to do stuff?" And he'll he'll tell you too. And don't don't drive these guys nuts, you know. Anybody that has kids understands what it's like to have kids and, and hey, dad turns into, hey, Captain. Like, God, what? You know, 15 mm-hmm. questions later, look, kid, I get it. Thank, thank you. went to a dentist of the gear class. Congratulations. He knows bath better than I do. And I know <laughs> we can try to figure this out together, but don't, right. I'm this royal pain in the ass. And that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. Uh, and I, I see that a lot with some of the young kids now. They, they They're all in. They're all in. I get it. I get it. But, understand the guys that have been in 10 15 20 years they know that that elephant is going to get eaten really slowly with some little bites and maybe uh we don't need to throw away every nozzle we've been using for the last 35 years because you went to A class let's work on this together and I, and I tell you that from a guy who we we changed all our hose and all our nozzles uh most of it um and it's been a fight still um because it's different you know rudy Sini said that firemen hate change, so
0: they do you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Okay. And you know, I just wanted to ask that question for those because I'm, I I know that there are people out there that struggle with this issue uh, because not every fire department is perfect, and not every not every individual in the fire service has that type of mentality of wanting to make themselves better. Some of them are still in the mentality of me, me, me. What can the department do for me? When that shouldn't be the case
1: right and you'll see this where some guy some guys get comfortable at that spot and that yeah. might be it for them that might be their level for a while you know and and it, it may take a an act of god or a, a certain call or you know a, a guy having a heart attack when he's 45 years old to go man maybe i shouldn't eat all this grease you know or whatever it is um and and some people don't have that and, and understanding that hey man this is because the guy doesn't want to train four hours today. It doesn't mean he's a piece of junk. Um, we need to figure out a way to help him if we can and get him to realize that too. So so it's it's the old thing. Uh, one of my guys, one of my lieutenants just lost hundred pounds in a year. Oh. And he said it was he said it hilarious. He said, It's funny how diet and exercise actually works. <laughs> That's all he it's all he did. He didn't take a fat pill, he didn't do anything else. He he said, I don't like this anymore, I don't want to do it. So he lost the weight and and it's been great. Uh, and okay. the guy right now he, he's he, tomorrow he will be outside walking at three o'clock in texas with 105 degrees outside to make himself by so okay all right um uh, I, I would say this though the young guys don't get discouraged find somebody else somewhere doing the same thing or or find somebody whether it be you know you me somebody out there and go hey man i'm having some problems i'm kind of stressed out what do i do and we'll we'll help them get along with it too Nobody's going to wake up one day and go, I am the apostle, and I'm going to fix all this crap. Right. (laughs) It ain't going to happen. happen. It's not going to happen.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely correct. Okay. And that perfectly segues to the next topic that uh, we're going to discuss, sandbaggers. Whether it's sandbagging in the gym, sandbagging in training, or just sandbagging through the fire service, because we have them out there. They are out there. Hiding in the shadows, hiding at the slow stations, and to me, the worst part is if you have a department that knows that that person is a sandbagger, but just chooses not to. The, the way they deal with it is they ship them out to where they can't be seen or where they don't have to see them.
1: It's it's funny because it's a skill. Sandbagging is a skill. Um, you know, whether it be the guy who, when you clean up at night, he takes the trash out. And man, it's a long way to the dumpster and back. You know, things like that. And I, I think the more, the more you raise your standard, and how your normal day is and how these things are going, the further those guys are either gonna go away or they're gonna come along. Um and knowing that even in the Navy SEALs, they have guys that aren't the greatest. There's a race, there's a range there, okay? And we're not all gonna be all-stars. And trying to figure out where that person fits may be at the slow station, maybe at inspections, maybe at God knows what. Um, and and trying to figure out what it is exactly. Is it A lot of people don't realize they're sandbagging. A lot of people don't realize they're lazy. Um, they think that's a normal thing, and that's a normal day for them. And trying to keep them up, engaged, and moving. And for us, uh, we typically would just irritate the crap out of them uh, until they either went somewhere else or they decided that that, that wasn't for them. Uh, and that, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this all day long. Nobody's going to walk up to you and tell you, get out of the requirement. They're just going to do stuff and you're going to be the only one there. And Mm -hmm. if you want to be that guy, be that guy. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: and, and I, I use it a lot. Um, I'm gone a lot, so I have to make that time worth it. So I'm not going to go to work and watch two movies today because I'm on overtime at the slow station. Uh, well, my wife deals with these beautiful kids I have and keeps this house together. And then I can come home and go, hey, the new movie was great. No, that's not going to work. So you have to figure out what that is with them and and know, hey, man, what are you, why are you so tired? Oh, my side job. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I need you to be really good today because any minute now, somebody's going to call. and need help. And if you're exhausted because you're whatever business you decided to, on the side is more important than this crap, and then find out, hey, why do you have that side job anyway? Oh, I don't make enough money. Why don't you make enough money? Oh, I I don't I I don't get paid enough here. Oh, we have an incentive if you have a college degree to get paid more. Why don't you get your college degree? I've had these conversations. When are we getting a raise? When are you going to When are you gonna go take another test? When are you gonna go get another cert? Well, uh, yeah, no, you want to raise work for it. That's it. You you want to do these things? It's not a lot. Every fireman in the state of Texas has half his college hours for an associate's degree when he gets out of fire school. You have thirty hours. That's halfway there. Take some online classes over a year or two years, and in my department, it's an extra oh, shit, fifty cents an hour. You know, and, and in some places, it's an extra stipend a month. And these are ways that hey, you want to make yourself better? Here you go. And you want to make more money? There you go. Maybe if you did this, you wouldn't have to go. I don't know, mow grass or whatever the hell the people do. Yeah. I I had side jobs mowing grass or working at other fire stations, and I hated them. Um, terrible. So
0: no, uh, I mean, I that that. What you just said right there should should resound with a lot of individuals that I know. And, and, and granted, if you, if you do have a side job, awesome. But I hate the fact or I hate whenever I hear, hey, I'm going to, all right, let's say this individual comes into work today and first thing we do is work out and you hear, yeah, I'm not going to work out today. I work out on my days off doing whatever the case may be. I'm tired so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill today it, it doesn't make sense it doesn't compute because okay you're tired and you're using being here as an excuse to relax or whatever but what happens if we get that call like you know I just don't under I don't understand pe- some people's logic to that because it that's a commonly used phrase is you know oh I'm here today but I work out on my days off doing either whether it's grass cutting fences, uh, pressure washing, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Okay. You're outside, you're in the elements and down in North Carolina, it gets hot, humid in the summertime. You're going to sweat, but th- that's somewhat of a workout, but it's not really working out because you're not wearing gear. You don't have an air pack on you. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's comical in that they, and I have a hard time with this because I, I did work uh, nine years or so at a side job that was extremely slow Was with great people. And there really wasn't much to do. Um, we didn't make a lot of runs. Station was big, but it was clean all the time. And you'd only train so much. And I I turned into the guy that slept in the recliner a lot. Um, and, and it was no, and it was okay. That was, that was what we're going to do today, you know? And, and I remember like trying to get up and working out was difficult and it became this this hard start so i like to think of it as a train a train doesn't get going very well in the beginning it's tough to get started but once it gets moving you're okay and when i left there and started teaching and next thing i you know i am doing pt with the students every day oh wow now i'm working out every day and then i'm doing i'm wearing gear in texas in the heat for 60 days a year burning oh wow and this this steadily turns into man this feels a lot better i like this better Um, and, and this is the normal now. So it's, it's crazy to me. And now I I can't sit still, but to, to, to think that I'm going to work, you know, four or five days, and then I'm going to come sit on my butt all day at the fire station. What? I don't, why? (laughs) Why? That's, that's not going to make you feel any better. Really not. You're going to think it is, but it's not at all. Okay. So. I, I, I have a hard time with this though. I'm I'm the weirdo because I, my wife literally had to buy me a paddleboard to go out in the lake and sit on my own island because I I can't sit still at the house. So,
0: um, I mean, and I kind of I kind of am the same way because I always find like I'm, I'm I'm doing piddling doing something, and that's not a bad thing, but it it, it is. It, I just never, you know, like I said, I just never understood how people can have that kind of mindset because I used to work a part-time job at another fire department as well. But when I got there, I would kind of, you know, watch how that department operates. And then I would always though continue to kind of do what I do at my career department there at like three or four o'clock when it's warmest, I go outside and I work out. I try to get better. I sweat. I call it sweat equity. I like, I like to sweat because to me that's my form of payment to the service. You know, I don't mind. There are now don't get me wrong. There are days where if you want to come in, you get everything that you got to get done like a Sunday and you maybe want to just like watch the game or something. That's okay. I'm not saying that if you work a 24 hour shift, you need to be working 20 hours out of that 24. Definitely use your best judgment on that. But don't come in with the mindset of what can this place do for me like that? I cannot stand.
1: Yeah, there's this weird thing, um, and a lot of people rely on it. They they say don't don't pay me for what I do, pay me for what I might have to do, and that sounds legit. Now, and granted, people die in our service, and people get injured in our service, but not as many as sit on their ass all day. Mm-hmm. So, so suddenly, you know, this thing turns into I'm gonna sit and be ready. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> that's complete bullshit. Um, but but let me. What other job? And you go to work for 24 hours and not actually have to do anything right you know I mean even even at the you know granted there's places like my my best friend works at one of the busiest stations in 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 the city of Houston um and he's making five thousand runs a year most guys aren't most guys are making you know maybe five to a thousand fifteen hundred runs a year that's not even a lot so you're telling me that you make about four to six hours worth of calls. Okay, there's six hours. We'll give you that. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to say you checked your truck uh, and you did some training. So that checking the truck's about an hour if you had to wash it. You did some training. That's two. We're at three. That's nine hours total. All right. And then you ate three times. So that was an easy an hour. So now we're up to 12 hours. So for 12 of those 24 hours, and then you probably, maybe you got eight hours sleep. So we're at 20 hours. we are still four hours. You've done shit. And then that was kind of eight hours of sleep that somebody paid you to do. No, no. Like my my mom was an ER nurse. My mother-in-law was a neonatal nurse, okay? Them nurses ain't going to work for twelve hours and sleeping six of it. The cops aren't doing that. Nobody's doing that. What do you No? You want time to rest? You're gonna get to sleep. That's I don't understand this. Makes no sense. It's exactly. completely logical.
0: Exactly. And it's the if you think about it, like it's the only job where you can where you can you go to a place that pays you to potentially sleep all night, you know yes. like but yes. the people who who truly understand that are the ones who have had factory jobs, warehouse jobs, such as myself. like I think about sometimes what we get paid to do, and it's pretty astonishing. It's like like and then you hear people complain, but those are the people to me that have never had that experience of having to work in a factory line.
1: Take a cop in your fire station, a cop, which granted that job's terrible and they're done for doing it. God bless. Him. But, but take that cop and bring me your fire station. How many times has a cop been in there and see you have beds? Yep. What? You have, a, you have a recliner? You have a gym? Yeah. I have all this and I can use this at work and not have to clock out or the really hell them poor bastards have to do. Mm-hmm. Come on. No way. It's yeah. So you're getting all these things we're dumping all this money into this for you and you want to do what you want to sit today no no that's not gonna work and granted i i say that at the same time i have i have one guy that drives four hours to work i have another guy that drives about three both those dudes eight nine o'clock at night hey man they're sacking out okay there's no hey yeah. man, i get it Yes. That's fine. yes. And and those are the same two. Guys. And we have a we have a flat out. We were to 48 hours, too. So we have a flat out rule that, hey, if you're tired because of something, keep, babies keeping you up, whatever. That's OK. You come and go, hey, look, hey, Cap, can I sack out? Yeah, you can sack out responsibly. Did you did your stuff. You did your stuff. You wouldn't even ask me that question if you didn't do your stuff. Mm-hmm. Go sack out 45 minutes. We'll wake you up. And shit goes down. Don't be falling asleep in the recliner or. Tired driving the pumper? No, what's up, dude? And I, new baby up all night. Cool. We'll sack out, we'll, we'll do some coverage for you or whatever, and, and take care of it. And that's part of caring each other, too. So, and we we see that you can do these things if you have a good, responsible crew that has a high standard. My guys with rotating through the workouts or rotating through food cooking, or each one of my dudes cooks. Um, and if if that guy's on the pumper and the pumper catches a run, that ladder to a guy's walking in the kitchen. I got you. There's no, ah, oh, dinner's late because dumbass is on a call. No. No, there's none of that crap. Uh, and you see that with with good people. Um, and, and I've I've been lucky for 20 years. Most of those years I had really, really good people. So yeah. awesome. Awesome. All right. Last
0: topic. Officers. Oh. Officers. Officers and people are like, oh, officers. Yeah, officers are a good topic. But my question is to you are officers who take the promotion but aren't meeting the standard? And what I mean is they they're utilizing the the promotion to get bugles or um it comes with a biggest salary.
1: I think a lot of it I look at the same way with hiring tests. And we we've had we had some guys in the fire academy that weren't very good physically. Um, and in that academy, you couldn't take them out for that. Um, and there was questions about, hey, look, how do we do this? Because um, these guys are going to get on the job. And my response was, if the fire department doesn't have a, a qualification high enough that this guy who can't do crap can get on, that's the fire department's issue. So I think the same way with your with your promotional process. If you can promote someone just because they scored highest on a test, on a written test or whatever, just because this guy's the oldest or whatever crappy qualification you want to use, then that's a fault of the department, um, and those guys are going to take advantage of that for sure. And granted, I, I promoted off a of written test only um, when we don't even do that anymore. That was that was 2007. Now we have a a written, a practical, and an interview, um, and that was to make our system better. I snuck by, so but that's to get these things better. Um, so if you if you have this process and, and, and granted, there's going to be guys that don't have a uh, don't have kids at home, don't have a side job. They're going to sit there and they are be in the books and they're going to put that time in and get that and get first. OK, that's if that's your process, then maybe you need to figure out a way to fix it on the back end where you do a, um, a task book or you have certain qualifications a guys going to meet. And and know that whatever standard you're going to meet, a guy's going to be at the bottom of that. And, yeah you're very likely gonna still get a chip bag for an officer and then don't be surprised I mean two or three or four years down the road this guy sucks oh he sucks yeah because you had no standard with a damn and he made it through that's that's is what it is uh and to get these guys better it's gonna be a freaking nightmare um, um, because the this, this guy's starting so low so how do we get a, a crappy guy better well, you put a guy older that can deal with them, that has some humility himself and and can walk this guy through. And then if you're like me, I lucked out. Uh, when I first became an officer, there was a guy that was my age, but he was much more mature than I was. And I don't know how many times um, that man came in the office and shut the door to the point he wouldn't even ask. I'd walk in, I'd turn around the door, be shut, he'd be standing there. Oh, no. And he would tell me, you fucked up. And I luckily had enough awareness to go, please tell me how. Please tell me what I did wrong. Please tell me to work through that. And that dude um, very, very well uh, laid out some some a yellow line and a white line. And I, I, I like this, uh, and I used it the other day. Was if you were to look, if I were to give you a vision, the vision would be the mountains way off in the distance and the road in front of you. The road is however you want it to be. It can be paved. It can be concrete. It can be rock. However hard you're going to make that road for you, understand that it's only the hardest for you and whoever comes behind you. You have to make it better. On that road, there's going to be a white line we cannot cross. We don't lie, we don't cheat, we don't steal. You go over there, you're done. Okay, we're not having that crap. There's a yellow line. That yellow line you can cross every now and then if you have to. If you have to, something happens. I hey hey Cam, I I hit basketball goal with the pumper. Okay, I'll never do it again. This is how I'm going to rectify this. Okay, cool. That's crossing the yellow line You got caught. Okay. The same time, you can cross the yellow line and get around it. Hey, Cap, we uh, we gave an old lady a ride at the store because she was walking down the road at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Texas. Okay. We're not allowed to have people. It's, nobody can just ride in the truck. It's mm-hmm. a rule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had to cross it. Okay. You crossed it for a good reason? Yes. Anybody get hurt? No. Look good for us? Yes. Good. Old lady okay? Can you go pick her back up? No, we're good. All right. Then you can cross that. So I, I I was able to to help learn that with him and that, that said it for me. So same thing with, with new crappy officers. Because first off, if it's your first time doing it, you're doing it wrong. Nobody is a is a brand new guy and does it right the first time. If they do, their head's too big. They need a better challenge. So take that brand new officer. Put him with somebody good. Italian chief, captain, senior fireman and go look. You're new. You're stupid. Okay. accept that you're going to fuck it up. He's going to help you get this right. All right. And the minute that guy can't take that or he, his head gets too big or whatnot, find somebody else to check that dude down and get him right and get him understand that we're going to do this together. That a rising tide lifts all boats and nobody's a frigging all-star We're all that good. And maybe that'll fix that dude. That's a big rant for me. Jesus Christ. Um, but, uh, but it, there's going to be these crappy ones that just suck. And you're, and you're wondering what to do with them and you're going to have to put them around a group, group of good dudes that'll work their ass off with them and tell them that too. Hey man, Bill's new, you know, Bill, he wasn't that great as a fireman. He made it up to officer. We got to make that dude a good officer. Let's figure out how we can do that. And if Bill is a 70, maybe we can make him a 75 and, and get this guy going and understand what that means, you know? And, 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 I live in my territory, so I I often tell people that when I'm gone, the B shift, the A shift, the guys on my own shift have to take care of my kids, and they got to be that good. So mm-hmm. if I see a guy at the store, not on my shift, and he's and just tracking it too, and he's asking me a question about something, I can't go. I don't know you. You work over there on the D shift at fifty eight. So I don't I don't care about you. No, hey man, what's up? Oh yeah, no, this is here. Yeah, cool. We'll fix it. Up. Hey, you got a face that's coming up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so do we. Um, Our guy's in the same phase. We're going to go over this the next day if you want to come by. And we all get better together. I I learned in the last two years that you can tell a lot about how people think about you and how well you're doing, how big your ego is or isn't by if they smile when they see you. If you go to a conference and a guy walks up and sees you and smiles, it'll make your heart feel warm. You know you're doing good. If you guys go, oh, look, there's another fucking dude. That's not that. So. Uh that that's my take on crappy officers. <laughs> no, awesome. awesome. I would I was not the greatest for a long time and, and I lucked out and had good people around me to fix me. So and yeah. some of my fixing was done by David Rhodes. David Rhodes, Georgia smoke diver, did a very good job of pretty much telling me I was an idiot. So No and 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 that's the thing. It's
0: we all have something we can improve on. We all have an area, whether you're an officer, a firefighter, an engineer, a battalion chief. Deputy chief, you can go all the way up to fire chief. We all have areas we can improve on. But the biggest thing is you have to have the humility to be able to know. Okay. Yes. You have to be able to look in the mirror and have the humility to go. I am not perfect. These are things I need to improve on because if you continue to go through life with, I, I have these, do you are, uh, you need to respect those. Then it's just, it's like people will respect the rank, but they won't respect the individual. And I, I am a, I wholeheartedly go by that. Like I will respect the rank, but I do not have to respect the person.
1: Yeah, they're they're, they're not a get out of work free pass. They're not that. They're not.
0: They're right.
1: they're yes, yes. And and I'm I, I'm a big person on we win together. Me as the officer lost. Okay. Hey, uh, they hit the basketball goal. Man, how did I screw that up? I'm not on the pumper. It's not my apparatus. Man, but I saw that basketball goal was a little bit lower than normal earlier. Did I move it? Nope, I didn't move it. That's on me. So wh- I had a guy run a red light coming down a hill in a ladder truck. And that light changes pretty fast. It changed too fast for him. He blew the horn. And we went through it. Then we got a session. He and I are having a talk. I got my file out, his file out, and I'm in my battalion's office. Hey, we just ran this red light. I failed to, to make sure he could stop. Um, And he didn't stop the truck. Uh, We're we're right. I'm riding us up for it. And my battalion was laughing. He goes, "Okay, yeah, y'all know what you did wrong, but okay. And you didn't you were in the officer seat. You can't there's no break on your side. Yep. But I didn't prepare that guy for that. So there we go. So and understanding that that you're not special because you got gold shit. It's not even gold. Okay. It's fake. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, them speaking trumpets you got were made in China, bro. Come on. Yeah, that's
0: uh, oh man. No. Awesome. Awesome conversations. Um, yeah. Uh, David, I, I truly appreciate you taking the time <laughs> to, to do this. Um, for, for any, for anybody that wants
1: to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Uh, Facebook is the easiest way. I answered at Facebook messenger pretty good. Um, we have not my email address, uh, dcraig564 at Gmail, is also on our website. Um, our website is trainordietx.com. Um, you can reach out to us through that uh, uh, any way possible. Um, yeah, we'll I'll talk back to you and answer you. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, I have a seven and eight-year-old, and and God bless you for allowing me to change the date we did this uh, because I, I get busy. Uh, and, and today's a good example of that. The, the wife is home. Working, the kids are home for school. Uh, we were able to do a workout, go on a paddle board, go swimming a day. And at the same time, my my state wildland team guys are getting their bur- boys. <laughs> so so yeah. If I don't answer you in five minutes, I swear I will. I will. Yes.
0: I can attest to you that he will. He will get back to you. <laughs> so uh Devin man, thank you. Thank you again for coming on and talking shop with me, man. It's, this was great.
1: Anytime, man, anytime. You're doing good I, stuff. Appreciate thank you. doing this for us.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, sir.